Hey friend, this is Ryan Thomas. We're so blessed and grateful you're listening to On the Road and supporting Faith Radio. You are quite simply the best and we appreciate you so much. Enjoy the show. Discovering stories of courage, determination, and hope. Welcome to Faith Radio's On the Road. Now, here's Ryan Thomas. Well, in this December that looks just a bit different from any other in our memory, comes a call to see the joy and the hope that is still so much greater than our circumstances. The latest project from our friend Hannah Kerr is a deluxe edition of her beloved 2018 release, Christmas Eve in Bethlehem. It includes five new tracks highlighted by her collaboration with Cochrane and Company called Here to Stay. The track opens with these poignant words. There's a song in the air and I'm choosing to sing it. There's a light everywhere and I'm choosing to see it. We'll go inside the message and the story with Hannah Kerr today on the road. The warmest of welcomes to you, Hannah. How is this fine day treating you, friend? This day has treated me wonderfully. I'm so excited to be talking with you, and just thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Oh, man, we're so happy to have you. And obviously, 2020 has been unforgettable for all of us, <laughs> but if possible... For sure. <laughs> If possible, even more so for you. First of all, congratulations on getting married this spring. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, apparently my husband Jason and I just really wanted to get married in the middle of a pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we did not plan on that to say the least, but it was honestly, we're really thankful. Looking back, it was the sweetest tiny ceremony with just our immediate family. I mean, it was really sweet and peaceful. And the whole the whole thing was over by like six o'clock p.m. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, just how different was it? I'm sure the answer is basically everything, but just how different was it from what you would have planned, would have expected? Yeah. So basically, we got married on March 29th, which was about three weeks after COVID came to the U.S. And so we had planned on doing the whole wedding. I mean, we had 150 people coming, I think, and. It was at this beautiful venue outside of Nashville, and my whole family was coming from New York, and it was just this big party that we had planned. Um, And then as it started getting closer, we kind of realized that it may not be exactly what we hoped for. Um, We started hearing, you know, that there were restrictions on gatherings and all that stuff. And so a couple days before our wedding in Tennessee, they decided that um, you couldn't have more than 10 people gather at any given time. Oh, <laughs> and man. So yeah. we went from our list of 150 of our closest family and friends to less than 10, um, which that really is hard because when you love so many people, you're like, okay, who are my top 50 or who are my top 10? You of know, course. obviously the, the top 10 was just our immediate family and yeah, it ended up just being literally our families and we had a tiny ceremony um, it was very short and then we didn't have any sort of reception or anything. Um, and so we literally just got married and that was the end of that day. Um, we didn't get to go on our honeymoon or anything. We, um, went on our honeymoon actually in September. And so it was a very delayed trip, but, um, yeah, everything was so different. And then our reception is going to be on our one year anniversary. In oh, March, cool. Hopefully. 
<laughs> right, exactly. Oh, well, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Man, that's really exciting. You you have just been having life accomplishments all over the place. I know the last time that we spoke, <laughs> you were uh, actually in school, which was just amazing. I mean, you were in school at the same time you're conducting this uh, tremendous musical career as well. But I believe you graduated since 2019 as well, right? I did. Yes, I graduated actually in May of 2019. So I think I talked to you just a bit before I graduated. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm done with college and I'm very thankful for all the free time that I now have. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in college, I just was doing papers and doing homework all the time and it was so busy. So I'm really thankful to be done with school and to just be able to focus on music now. But I don't mean to take you mentally away from that place of freedom, but it is so fascinating because I remember <laughs> I remember me in college, you know, just trying to keep all the plates spinning that I had to keep spinning. But for you yeah. to have all the college experience, to have your personal life as well, and then on top of it, to be writing, performing, recording music, even going out and touring, how in the world did you do that? <laughs> Um, well, it was really hard. <laughs> when you put it like that, it sounds crazy. It's impressive, um, Hannah. Yeah, it was definitely really difficult. Um, I felt very overwhelmed most of the time and just felt like, oh my goodness, I, I really believe that God has called me to do both of these things. But it, in the moment, it just felt really impossible. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't impossible because God gave me exactly what I needed to make it through. Um, there definitely were difficult seasons, um, seasons of like sickness and stress and all those things, of course, that come with life and with being busy. Um, but God was so near to me in those times. And I really feel like I just grew so much as a person, um, in those four years being in college, like as Mm. much as it was so difficult. I think God uses difficult times in our lives to really shape us and to reveal his presence to us in a new way. And so I, looking back, I'm like, I have no idea how I did that, but I'm really (laughs) thankful that I did because I feel like I am a better me because of that. And I feel like I know God even better because of it too. Uh, That's a lovely testimony. Hannah Kerr is with us. He just released a brand sparkling new deluxe edition of her beloved Christmas record, Christmas Eve in Bethlehem, featuring five brand new tracks. (laughs) The excitement is palpable. And I remember talking to you you in 2019 in February, and it was so lovely to talk with you, but I was a little bit disappointed because being February, I didn't have any excuse to ask you about Christmas music. And (laughs) what you have done, with your Christmas record, the original in 2018, and with this update, with the five brand new songs, it is so, so special. You have struck a chord with us in a very powerful way. And I guess the question before we dig into the music would just be, do you really love Christmas or does it just sound like you really love Christmas? (laughs) I really love Christmas. Like, seriously, it has been like the joy of my life to record Christmas music and I'm not just saying that like it has been so fun for me I have always loved Christmas since I was a kid and always been obsessed with Christmas music just all the genres all the Christmas songs and so when it was time for me to record my own Christmas album 
it was like the best gift that I could have given mm. to myself was to <laughs> record an album. It was just so fun. No, that makes perfect sense, actually, because there's a joy that you have in these songs. And the track that many will have shared already is called Here to Stay, where you're joined by our pal Michael from Cochran and Company. And this is a fascinating song for 2020 because I was struck by the opening words. There's a song in the air and I'm choosing to sing it. Going to lay down my worries this holiday. There's a light everywhere and I'm choosing to see it. It sounds a lot better when you sing it than when I say it, but <laughs> I was struck by the choice in spite of our circumstances part of that song. I mean, this is this is a message that resonates in 2020. How did you come to this message? Yeah, this song is really special to me, and we definitely wrote it in light of all that 2020 has been. Um, when Michael from Cochrane and Company and I got together to write this song, it was actually over Zoom. So that's the most 2020 thing that could have happened. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so we Zoomed with our friend Tyrus Morgan, and we were just honestly having a conversation about how 2020 has been really difficult. And so many things have not gone the way that we planned, and so many things have been hard and difficult. Um, but I think in any difficult situation, we have a choice to either live in the disappointment and the sadness of difficulty, or we can choose to look at it for the goodness that God is redeeming from it. And so in that conversation, we just, you know, came to the conclusion that this Christmas, like we really want to focus on the hope that God brings us and realizing that 2020 has been a difficult year and we can't just glaze over that, but also recognizing that there's still joy and there's still a song in the air and in our hearts of hope. And we get to choose to sing that. I think that's really important. Um, and so we wanted to start off the song with that because I think that's something I've been really learning in this whole quarantine thing is choosing to focus on what God is doing and choosing to focus on the hope that he brings us. Uh, that's uh, it's such a great reminder. Thank you for it. And there are four more brand new songs on the project as well. Do you have a favorite of those four? Are you allowed to have a favorite? Because maybe if you do, that hurts the other song's feelings somehow. <laughs> I do feel that way. It's like picking a favorite child. Every artist always says that about their songs, yeah. and it's so true. No, that makes perfect sense. Perhaps what is the message in the four other songs that you would most like to convey, if you could only convey one? <laughs> Yeah, I think um, another favorite of mine is Forever Evergreen. Um, I wrote that song not too long ago, actually, just a couple months ago with Matt Marr and my brother Josh. Um, and it just, the whole songwriting session just really meant so much to me because I'm such a huge fan of Matt Marr and we've worked together before. Yeah. Um, we wrote Your Love Defends Me together and we've toured together and I just hold him in such high regard. I think he's such an amazing artist and songwriter. And we needed one more song for my deluxe Christmas album. And I said, there's only really two people that I want to write this song with. And it's Matt Marr and my brother Josh. And so we got together and I just shared how I wanted this album to have just a worship song on it. I just wanted it to have a pure worship song, like praising God for who he is and what he's done in light of the message of Christmas. And as we were writing, we just really um, came to say that 
God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and his praise will go on and on. Um, even though the Christmas story is an old story, it's something that never changes and always brings hope, and God's so worthy of our praise for that. Um, and so we wanted to say it in an interesting way and kind of, you know, say that just like a Christmas tree is an evergreen that, you know, never goes out of season, um, that's the same way that it is when we praise God is that his praise never goes out of season because he's always the same. Um, and so, yeah, after we finished the song, I just remember like listening to it and feeling just so purely in awe of God and who he is. And um, it just like brings me to tears every time I hear this song because it just, it's so powerful and it just reminds me of who God is in this season and always, but just a special reminder of it at Christmas. We sing these songs year after year, you know, the Christmas carols, the Christmas favorites, and they don't change. You know, the words are the same. The yeah. sounds are the same. And yet every single year when we come back to Christmas, there's this this newness to them and this meaning that just becomes alive once again. I mean, do you find that as well? How do you How do you explain that? How do you express that? Yeah, I do find that as well. Just songs do feel new every Christmas season. It's crazy. And I think it's just as I've gotten older, the songs, you know, as a kid, Christmas just feels magical. Like it just feels incredible and like everything is just perfect at Christmas and everything's as it should be. And then as you get older, you realize that life is really hard and Christmas is that little glimmer of beauty and love and hope, no matter what, you know, as a kid, you have no worries. But then you grow up and you realize that, wow, life is really hard, but there is a thrill of hope at Christmas. And so those songs that have lyrics that are more dark and deep and come from a well of anticipation and expectation and hopefulness, um, I think I just resonate more with that now as I've gotten older. Um, even just listening to, like the other day I was listening to Oh Holy Night and I just was like weeping alone. I was like, oh, it's so beautiful. Like just fall on your knees, yeah, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I just find the, the older I get, the more I cherish Christmas and the message of Christmas and the songs that come with the season. It's just like, it's still magical to me, even as an adult. I yeah. just really love it. Well, Hannah Kerr is with us today on Faith Radio's On the Road. She just released a brand sparkling new deluxe edition of her beloved Christmas record, Christmas Eve, in Bethlehem, featuring five brand new tracks. Now, in terms of the original record itself, there is so much that deserves to be said about this music. Your rollicking take on Winter Wonderland from the original record has over 23 million streams just on Spotify alone. Does that ever feel normal to hear that, by the way? <laughs> no, it's so bizarre. And I feel like anytime somebody reads off like statistics, I'm, I'm over here thinking, really? <laughs> that's crazy. Who knew? And I know um, that's, yeah, it's wild. I know that's only on Spotify too. So together with all the platforms, I, I can't even imagine how many that song has, but it's the, it's the companion track Emmanuel that I can't resist asking about. The chorus reads like this, and, and feel totally free to start singing uh, whenever you want to. <laughs> Emmanuel, a manger for a bed, no crown upon his head. He came like us instead. 
Emmanuel, he meets you where you are. He holds your heavy heart. Our God is with us all. Emmanuel, Emmanuel. It is just beautifully, beautifully written stuff. And the thing about it is, it is so profound and so approachable at the same time. How did you do that? <laughs> I had really great co-writers. <laughs> um, I wrote this song with Andy Gullahorn and Joe Phillips Gullahorn, their husband and wife. And Andy Gullahorn is one of my absolute favorite songwriters of all time. Like he's not this chart-topping mega hit, you know, kind of songwriter, but he just has the most thoughtful, beautiful songs. Like he is just a craftsman with words and he's always my top artist on Spotify. Like I'm not kidding every year. It's like Andy Gore, you top <laughs> artist. You're in the top zero zero point zero 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 one percent of their listeners, you know? Um, but I was so excited to get to write with them because I knew that the idea that I had was going to be something that they could help me say. And when I wrote this song, I think it was in 2018, um, I really just was fascinated with the idea of how Jesus came to earth. Just thinking of how he could have chosen any way to come to us. I mean, he could have literally just descended from the clouds. He could have come as a king or as a priest or anything that he wanted to be, but he chose to come as a baby, just like we do. And there's such a humility and such a vulnerability um, and such an approachability. I don't even know if that's a word, but there's it just is. such. They're, great. Awesome. <laughs> there's just such a beauty in the way that Jesus chose to come to us. And um, I was just sharing that with Andy and Jill. And Andy was like, okay, what if we had a chorus, something like this? And just like use the things that I was saying to craft this beautiful four line chorus that just like knocked me off my feet and um I every time I sing it I get emotional and I'm actually singing it in church this Sunday uh. um and so I just yeah that song has always stuck out to me on the album as one that just feels like something that I need to hear every single year um that God truly understands us and knows us because he's been in our shoes literally he has been on earth as a human and fully God and fully man. And he just understands us. And I think that is really what he means by being Emmanuel. He is God with us in every sense of the word. I've, I've loved listening to it, you know, over the last several Christmases and I, I couldn't really put my finger on what it was about that song that was so powerful, but it just kind of hit me as I was prepping to talk with you. It's these are, you know, timeless truths that are so profound and yet you made it, so approachable for us as well. And I know that's not easy to do. So uh, just once again, thank you and your co-writers because that's a, it's a really special one. Well, that means a lot. Thanks for saying that. I Absolutely. Really Absolutely. Uh, on a slightly lighter note, before we stop talking about Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> I love that we've spent most of this interview talking about Christmas, by the way, any excuse to do that is just phenomenal. You yes. you understand Christmas, I feel, a bit better than most in this respect. When we talk about Winter Wonderlands, you are, in fact, I believe, from Buffalo, New York. First of all, is that correct? Yes. 
It sure is. <laughs> in Buffalo, New York, from what I understand, you have something which many of our listeners will connect with, being from around the Great Lakes. You have something called Lake Effect Snowfall. Tell me about how this yes. works and how it can completely bury you in a matter of 15 minutes. Yep. So basically in Buffalo, we live right next to Lake Erie. And so when the weather comes in over the lake, it just brings like a absolute cloud of snow, just (laughs) the craziest amount of snow. I'm pretty sure it's like it picks up the water from the lake and then it creates because it's so cold, it creates snow like, listen, I'm not like a meteorologist, but I'm pretty sure that's how it works. <laughs> that sounded really good, um, though. Go with that. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, nobody fact-checked that. I can't assure you that it's true, but I do know that it is crazy. And you can go from having no snow on the ground to having feet of snow on the ground in the matter of a night. It's very fast. So we always had a white Christmas. There was no question about that. I mean, we knew we were having a white Christmas. We were probably having a white October. So, <laughs> From what I understand, what I've seen it, and I, I lived in Minnesota for uh, a significant amount of time, and I know many Minnesotans understand this, many Wisconsinites understand this, well, many of our listeners all over North America understand this. But basically, yeah. from what I've seen, when a, a storm like what you're describing would hit Buffalo, people sometimes even just had to leave their vehicles where they were. Like you couldn't even necessarily get the cars home. Oh, definitely. That has happened. Yes. <laughs> I have a lot of childhood memories of like coming home from church on a Sunday or whatever we were doing and having to be like, I don't know if we're going to get to get home. Like we can't even wow. see out the windshield at all. I remember one time, um, we were in the car. I think we were coming home from church and my dad had, it was right when like GPSs came out. And so my dad was looking at his little, I think it was a Tom Tom GPS. And he literally could not see out the windshield. It was just white. It looked like someone just put a white sheet over all the windows in the car. And he was using the GPS satellite image of the curves in the road to know where <sighs> to go. It was crazy. And we were super close to home. Like we weren't on any highways or like main roads. We were just like in our neighborhood, but still it was the scariest. (laughs) Thank you to the Tom Tom GPS. (laughs) Oh brother. Hannah Kerr with us today on faith radios on the road. Just a couple more minutes with Hannah. There's so many things that uh, just about your story so many God moments, so many things that have brought you to this place. I had to laugh when I was writing down your bio to prepare to talk with you today. The thing that I wanted to say was veteran recording artist, Hannah Kerr. And then I just kind of giggled a little bit because I know you're 23 years old. Veteran doesn't really sound <laughs> like the right, but it is true. I mean, it, the funny thing is it is true. All these tens of millions of streams and radio plays to your songs in terms of how you got where you are this fast, I believe there was a specific moment with the producer, Mark Miller, uh, who's worked extensively with Casting Crowns, coming to you and saying, basically, God was calling him to work with you. Is that about right? And what was your reaction to that? Yeah, it is about right. Um, I was young. I was 17 years old when he came to me and said, 
you know, I haven't worked with any Christian artists since Casting Crowns, and I've been waiting for somebody to come along that God really just shows me that I need to work with. And he um, he's a family friend of ours, and so he was over at our house for dinner. And, um, of course, as parents do, my parents were like, Hannah, pull out your guitar and play a song you've been writing, you know, <laughs> which I always hated as a kid. I was like, please stop. Like, I am not the circus monkey, you know. <laughs> but anyways, I did do it. Um, and so I played a song that I had written, and that's when he had shared that with me of, I really believe that I'm called to work with you. I think God's given me something to say. And at the time I was a little bit freaked out just because I hadn't even considered being a singer of any, like I thought I'd be a worship leader. I'd always love to do that. But I just really did not think it was going to be possible for me to be an artist. And I trusted him though. Like I, I really trusted that he had such a strong relationship with God and um, I believe that he was saying, and so I started praying about it as well, because I was like, listen, God didn't tell me that, so I need to confirm. Um, and so the more I started praying about it, the more right it felt, and I just had a piece about starting this journey. And so, yeah, I was in an interview the other day and talking about how Mark Miller not only got me into the music industry, but also introduced me to my husband. So he just really is responsible for so much in my life. MVP <laughs> Mark Miller. Wow. That is I know. Impressive. I owe him so much. Man. All right. Well, our time is quickly said farewell. Hannah Kerr, thank you so very much. The brand new beloved uh, Christmas deluxe edition of Christmas Eve in Bethlehem, five brand new tracks available all over the Fruited Plain right now, wherever fine music is sold or streamed. It was just lovely talking with you, friend. Thank you so much for coming and and being with us today. Thanks so much for having me. This is always so fun to hang with you. Thanks so much. Thanks for sharing in the story of this latest episode of Faith Radio's On the Road. For more on today's conversation and the full podcast archive of all our episodes, look for On the Road when you visit MyFaithRadio.com. Thanks so much for listening to On the Road. Programming like this happens because of your incredible support. You can learn more about partnering financially at MyFaithRadio.com. And we'd be so glad to connect with you during the week on social media. Just search for On the Road with Ryan Thomas on Facebook. And our Twitter handle is at OnTheRoadRyan. Until next time, God bless you, my friend.